Hello, attractive podcast listener. My goodness, you look great today. Very sheen, very hip. You know what you should do? You should try Stamps.com, a service that lets you create your own postage with just a computer and a home printer. Skip the post office entirely and get discounts while you do it. Discounts like 30% off at USPS and 86% off at UPS. It's beautiful, just like you. We should get coffee sometime. Go to Stamps.com and use promo code MORENEWS for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. I love you, you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person, you. Hello, and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. Ah, uh, prove it. Just kidding. Ha ha. Well, we know each other's names. What's mine? I'm not sure. Ah, it's Cody. Hi. It's Cody. Johnston. It's my last name. I got a name, too. You do have a name, too, and you shared it real good. Thank you. <laughs> Joining us today again is my friend, author, actor, storyteller, Christopher Rivas. Hitting all the hyphenates. Hi, everyone. There's so many more that I could share about you. You're a little bit of everything. Wow. I haven't, I haven't found the thing I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bowl. You don't bowl? I'm a poor bowler. Yeah. That one's hard. Well, I guess for some people, some people are obviously very good at it. I can't. Every so often I'll get a strike and I'll be like, there it is. Mm -hmm. I found my rhythm. And you can't. It never happens again. Consistency. That's the trick. You just got to do it that way over and over. Yeah. You got to do it the yeah. same way you did it. You got to <laughs> learn, your, learn your groove, learn your technique. You got to take, take the three steps. You pull back. You got to time it right. You're a pretty good bowler. But Cody's a good bowler. I was in a bowling, I was in a bowling league for like yeah, uh, a year bowler. when I was 10. I yeah. actually forgot because so. it's been so long since there's been bowling in my life mm -hmm. but that you actually are a pretty good bowler i'm all right i like it i like bowling i'm from the midwest <laughs> so of course i like bowling so of course you like bowling yeah you do on a winter night probably mm -hmm. and a summer night i don't know i'm not from there any night okay up top first things first order of importance we have got to commemorate the holidays and there are some holidays to commemorate today the day we're recording june 16th is national dump the pump day. I don't think we need a national pump dump the pump day. It's uh, every day right now. Yes. What are we dumping? The the gas? We're dumping the pump. We're getting rid of it. It's it's a day to encourage people to not drive, I suppose, not buy gas. And I think that we're kind of, I support this holiday, but it, it is hard to buy gas. I'm, mm. I'm dreading it. I'm running on empty right now. Yeah. I don't think it's uh, changed behaviors either. I think people are still just like, driving as much as they did and just like having to pay way 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 more you don't they're not, they're not they're not even dumping the pump i don't think i think they're just like rightfully grumbling about the pump that's just you think's happening right now i think it's hard to change behaviors exactly yeah you got it you got to go where you got to go um and our infrastructure is built for cars so i i think that that's probably true it's in some for some people i think that a lot of people are just choosing to drive less as well because they don't I, I, well, like you're trying I to. I just, yeah, no, I just, I just uh, saw uh, some data about how like hasn't behavior, really gen generally behavior hasn't really changed because of it. Yeah, which is like we know what the government will be like. You just gotta like do ride shares, do like public transportation and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's very helpful. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, and for most of the cities with horrible public transportation. Exactly. Yeah. Just use the bad. Just use the bad systems that we have for you. <laughs> okay. Take the Hyperloop, guys. Earth Day. There was something, and and it was like signs around LA over the freeways of Earth Day. Bike to work. I was like, Fuck you. Wait, they had <laughs> that guys. on the highway. Yeah, it was That's something not like where that. Where you put that? Who's? Gonna, I could be completely what? misquoting. I no, shared no, no, it on no, the no, show. No, 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 no. You're it's 100 accurate. I, I shared it you. on the show. Okay, okay. June 17th, <laughs> the day of this release. National wow. Mascot Day. Oh, that's this awesome. This is the. Day we commemorate the mascots, Chris. I like it. You're a basketball guy. Who's yeah. your favorite mascot? Oof. Ooh, are you stoked for tonight? I'm stoked for tonight. I like a mascot. It's really what's inside the mascot that matters. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like, like the person. Like, mm -hmm. like, like, like the person. You know, <laughs> like I like the, the way specific the person, person they hired, or that they like, have a person. They... <laughs> the specific person that you know, like, cause they all develop a personality. Mm -hmm. Some yeah, are a little yeah, yeah. more. Uh, a little more mess with the audience than others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. And that, that, uh, that bear in Memphis or that grizzly in Memphis, 
That guy's hilarious. I don't know. You know, or a lady. <laughs> Whomever is in there. It could be a lady. That's true. Yeah. Whoever's in there really just, they're just full antagonists. You know, they love to antagonize and I'm, I'm into it. You like a, a shit stirrer. You like. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Like, what else are they going to do? Just jump like, around and wave their arms? Yeah, when the mascots, like, get into scuffles with each other, stuff like that. Also, enjoy that. <laughs> um, I can't think of one specifically, but I like a mascot that'll do a bunch of backflips. Mm-hmm. So you like the acrobats? The, sk- the skills versus, well, I yeah, think the that's personality. That's astounding yeah. in an animal suit. Yeah, it's true. The sheer athleticism to be able to do that it's called furry power those things are heavy and hot yeah yeah did you mention a fursuit cody oh i said it's called furry power it doesn't matter what i said <laughs> ignore me ignoring you furry power chris as we speak you are in a recording studio because we have caught you as you are recording the audiobook for your new book brown enough true stories about love violence the student loan crisis hollywood race familia and making it in America. I remember when you were entitling this. <laughs> did you, you get going, that on one breath? <laughs> I did, man, I did. And I remember you going back and forth about like, hey, should I put all of these things in here? <laughs> but it's good. It's a good thesis statement for what it is that you cover. And it's interesting because you navigate all of these topics very poetically. Because that's how you, I mean, that's how I know you. You're a storyteller. Your writing is poetic. And it's also an autobiography, really. It's or a memoir, not maybe autobiography is the wrong word there. It's weaving your own stories of growing up brown in America and intersplicing it with these really, really big topics that we are all talking about right now. And I'm just going to start by throwing it to you, talking to me about what this experience has been like, you know, navigating this. And and, I mean, the emotional journey probably was pretty intense of writing the book. Yeah, I mean, like, there's just so many topics. These topics feel very heavy. And then relating, finding the narrative in your own life and and trying to find clarity about your experience. I mean, it's it's very, it's a lot. The editing process was the real sort of emotional mm-hmm. process. You know, I, I, fortunately for me as an artist, I'm good at like regurgitation. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. when the moment arrived that someone was like, I will, I will give you money to do this. You know, I had so much mm-hmm. already there. Yeah. I was always kind of writing in general as an artist, writing to me is his medicine. There's a lot to process in this world and that's how I choose to process it and storytelling as you, as you've mentioned. And then I had to somehow find the thread, you know, like I had to take the flesh and find out where that goes and the bones and where does that go and the blood and all of this and that was the work that became really emotional because that's what made this epic amount of writing I had. It revealed what wasn't there. And what wasn't there is really what makes the pieces pop. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful for Row House, like for the publisher and my editors and this woman, Nirmala Nataraj, who's this incredible editor, for asking me questions that I didn't even ask of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope that's what this book does. Like for what pe- kind of questions? Questions like, you know, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you speak up? And and mm-hmm, and I think that mm-hmm. means in multiple circumstances in my life, when it came to relationships, when it came to getting away with my own moments of passing, you know, as a man of color and, and the moments when I didn't get away with it and why I do what I do, really investigating it, yeah. not being sugarcoating it and not being... Yeah, you're very honest. Yeah. <laughs> very honest. You know, like, not to interject, but you're reminding me of, like, the chapter. I can't think of the title of this chapter right now, but it, you, you, you talk about masks and, and learning from your father and, you know, about needing to wear these masks. And yeah, how we read that today, need... The Cost of Pretending. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. You know the title of your <laughs> chapters. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about that. I, I mean, it really stuck with me. I thought that was beautiful. I've been thinking about it all day. We all wear masks, whether you are a body of culture or not. We have masks for the office. We have masks for our lovers. We have masks for our friends. We have masks in the grocery store. Some of us have less. Some of us have more. My dad was the king of masks. Uh, he was the super of a 164-unit building in Queens, New York. And early on, I saw how he could become anything he wanted to be. 
he spoke some Russian, he spoke Spanish, he spoke street, <laughs> he spoke white, you know, he spoke to everybody, <laughs> young, old, senile, doctors, clientele, drug dealers, hood rats, you know, and I watched him prepare his mask. Mm-hmm. And I studied this and I would ask him about it and he didn't even know it, you know, but I think later on, and even now we've had conversations about what he was doing and preparing me for, you know, mm-hmm. in this life, you have to know how to move. You have to know when people want something from you and when you need something from someone else. Now, I think that's an honest truth about the world. Bodies of culture have to deal with that mm-hmm. relationship more often than white bodies. But I also think being honest, you talked about these questions, right? Like call your uh, radical responsibility. If you're going to call someone out for all the shit, you got to blame them for all the joy as well. You know, and so calling myself out on all my shit when I have been wearing a mask and how hard it was to remove that mask and to keep it off my body. It's beautiful. I, I mean, it's also really painful and, and just the honesty. I mean, there's this one story where you talk about an interaction with a police officer where you just asked for some space, like that he was harassing you. You admitted that you were looking at your phone while you were driving and then he still made you get out of the car. I've never been made get out of car. Not once, <laughs> you know, I've been cooled over for that, you know, and then he harassed you and then you said, can I, can I just have a minute? And he was like, for what? For some space. You know, I just, I'm nervous. It escalated in how you regretted talking back or whatever, but you shouldn't have had to re- regret talking back. And I don't know why I started sharing this story right now. What my point I was building to something you said made me think of it. <laughs> I would imagine it's the navigating. Yeah. It's yeah. every person of color in my community said to me, just shut up. You yeah. know better. Yeah. Just shut up. You brought that on yourself. Like I was the one who was an idiot, not the cop. I was the when one. you didn't even mm-hmm. ask for right. anything unreasonable, you know? Yeah. And, and, and they all said, you, you know better. And it's that navigating, I think. And that's mask stuff too, right? You have to put mm-hmm. on the mask of, yes, sir. Be quiet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I took off the mask for a second. I said, nah, but I can't, I need a sec. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, yes. we're going to have to talk about the news soon, but I'm going to give you another question while I have you here. Uh, you talk in the book about labels and how our system of uh, simplistic labels, like white, black, Hispanic, aren't particularly helpful. Um, how do you think that people can celebrate the real spectrum of who they actually are and, and what they represent? Yeah. So I think this is the thesis of the, the book yeah. in a way. Yeah. So forever ago, uh, Dubois talks about the color line, right? Uh, and he says, as long as there's a line between black and white, uh, we will have issues. And so I was having that conversation with ta Coates, and I say, where am I in this black and white conversation? And he says, not in it. And so I go on this yeah. journey of writing this book and figure out what that means. Like, what's it look like to get my line? And then what is that line? I have to ask myself, is that line... Latin, Latino, Latine, Latinx. Is that line Dominican? Is that line Colombian? Right there, I've already made seven lines. Yeah. You know, Latin America alone has, what, 13 different countries and regions and play, you know, and people and cultures and ideas and foods. So the way I imagine, vastly, vastly, vastly different. Different sounds and flavors and textures, as does whiteness in America as does mm-hmm. blackness as does and so my i guess my thesis is like is it one line two line three lines or is it like thousands <laughs> like more lines than you can even imagine more shades more hues more tones and then i i think i talked about this recently this isn't in the book but the image i've been seeing is you know that game we used to play as kids where you draw a bunch of dots and then you can each person connect a line and if you complete it you get to write your name in it yeah 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 that image to me is what I think I imagine I want the world to be. Mm. We all get at these dots and we all have these lines, right? So many, so many lines, but simultaneously all the lines are connected. So after we sort of find our place, our home, our brown self, our whatever self, our peach self, our black self, you know, our (laughs) dark brown, our light brown, our ideal self, we then find the lines that begin to connect us. I think that's beautiful. I think that's the image that's, that's been giving me some medicine lately. Yeah, I love that. 
I mean, yeah. it's such a good point. And it's true about all everybody. I was thinking about how we classify Asian Americans. And again, another example of that's such that's such a bummer. That's such a loss of so many specific and unique and beautiful cultures. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's such a shame that we have to label and diminish and we don't and we just overlook all of the the intricate parts that make up the thing. And I mean, I think we do that in general, but really when you start to break down and talk about whitewashing and and America and what it means to be different color here that's what we've done <laughs> and we put the lid on the conversation and you know and and just say everybody's equal but you don't actually poke under and see what's happening anyway i'm, I'm just rambling now but you know part of it is we love we love a box yeah. as kids you know i think even as adults we love a label mate we love being able to claim something i know what something is it fits in this box i can hold it in my hand those are asian people those are Indian yeah. people. Those are, we love a box and we can't comprehend, or we probably can't even hold comfortably what a census would look like with a million different boxes. Yeah. It would freak us out. We want to be able to hold everything in one place. And I think that's what's happening in the world when you think about binary, non-binary, mm -hmm. fluidness, gender. We're starting to break boxes. We're starting yeah, to break yeah. containers and it makes a lot of people uncomfortable, but it also frees a lot of people. And I hope that we continue to move towards the freeing versus yeah. the uncomfortable. We do have to, to take an ad break, but you just remind me of something else that was really beautiful in your book um, that you said is that you choose love. It's not that I'm not, you're not going to push back against the system, but changing your imagery and how you think about it is like, I choose to, you know, come at things from a different perspective. And I thought that that was really beautiful as well. Very representative of your general outlook mm -hmm. and, and um, yeah. Let's go to ads on that. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh, perfect. Now we're going to go to ads, guys. Mm. Oh, boy. And you know what? Get ready, because when we come back from those ads, we're going we're gonna to talk about some news. And that's always a really good time, you know. <laughs> Boy, there's just so much TV out there, it's hard to keep up. That's why I like to convert every TV show to audio only and then listen at three times the speed. I can get through an entire season in just three hours. And that's all thanks to my Raycon earbuds, which go wherever I do so I can stay hip and cool with the times by listening to all of the popular TV shows on television. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. And with their optimized gel tips for a perfect in-ear fit, I can listen to Ray Donovan while doing my regular workouts. Heck, I can listen to Ray Donovan while doing cartwheels down a gravel hill and these puppies will still stay in my ears. And now I'm Ray Donovan hip and covered in gravel. Raycons offer three sound profiles to match what you're listening to, plus noise isolation and awareness mode that lets you be mindful of your surroundings. That means I can go to the mall and listen to episodes of Father Brown or The Ed Sullivan Show while I mingle with the youth at Sears. Raycon earbuds also give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, plus wireless charging. They're durable, comfortable, long-lasting, and all for half the price of other premium audio brands. Go check them out today. Go to buyraycon.com slash some news today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash some news to score 15% off. Uh, once again, gonna say it one more time. Byraycon.com slash some news is the website address. Everyone listen to Cody, your ad king. You know, being the lord of ads comes with a lot of work and responsibility. Sure, I have the ability to conjure promo codes with a mere twitch of my finger, but it's still a very taxing life. I don't always have time to eat right or even think about nutrition. And that's why this ad lord prefers his ads to be about AG1 by Athletic Greens. 
AG1 is a category-leading superfood product designed to replace all of your daily vitamins with a single drink. That way, all the little ad deities like myself can go about their day ruling the world of ads and still get all the vitamins they need. It's simple, my ad subjects. Just one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotique, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. Plus, Athletic Greens researches all the latest in nutritional news and routinely improves their recipe so you don't have to. It works for any lifestyle like vegan or paleo or keto and only has a single gram of sugar. So it's good for everyone. Teachers, parents, athletes, ad royalty like Cody, and anyone else I missed. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. This has been Cody doing an ad. And this is the end of that ad done. Bye. And we are back as promised for even more news. I guess for some news because we yeah, haven't talked some, news yeah. that much yet. But we're gonna. Oh, baby, we're gonna. Do you get the manic edge in my voice as I try to get my energy up to talk about the news? <laughs> okay. Okay. Jonathan, why don't you cue us up? What are we talking about first today? Sure. Uh, what about the January 6th hearings? Have what you all been it? watching those? Have you heard about these? <sighs> yeah, we got some revelations, some hot revelations that are Give us like the hot deets. Well, they were all known, but now we know them more. So there have been plenty of stuff that's come out over the last week. Details from former Attorney General Bill Barr, who said that Trump had become detached from reality when it mm. came to his bizarre become? election theories. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, he didn't become detached from reality until like late 2020. Yeah, Bill Barr says that only after okay. the 2020 Suddenly, election. Okay. The election really went to his head or whatever, yeah. and, and all of a sudden he couldn't be reasoned with. Yeah. I love Bill a person. Knows. Yeah. Bill gets it. I love a person who just. Didn't like he hire, like, didn't he like appoint Bill Barr to like cover up his weird crimes? Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, and he okay. did that happily until it got to this weird. Crime. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> too much. He That's started... when he broke from reality. When it got yeah. too weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the the reality that Bill Barr was a part of was like, oh, I'll I'll help you with your crimes. He didn't agree to this new crime, so then it was yes. Okay. I he, said I'd he, help you with those old crimes, not new yeah. crimes. You fool. Makes sense. A bunch of the witnesses were all about like pushing back how they weren't going to go along with this plan to keep Trump in office. Um, so aides Bill Stepien and Jason Miller uh, said that you know that they they told Trump that he didn't actually win. Um, but that Rudy Giuliani appeared intoxicated when he encouraged <laughs> Trump to declare victory on November 4th. Hey, to be fair, I feel like Rudy Giuliani frequently seems a little intoxicated. As a New Yorker, what happened to this uh, man? I don't know. You tell me. You're the New Yorker. He saved New York City. People loved him. He was loved. He, I think he, I mean, he greatly benefited, uh, weird to say, from just like the 9-11 effect, right? Like he was like, yeah, it, because he represented... New York and America in that time, I think a lot of the stuff that he like who he was was sort of masked from the nation. And then slowly you get farther and farther away. And then he's in this orbit with all these weirdos like, oh, there you are. That's who you are. Yeah. There's Rudy. Yeah. It's also this thing of like he wasn't in the news as much. And it seems like he was still desperate to be really just involved. Mm -hmm. I and do so think it's a combo of both of these things. Yeah. Yeah, like just more and more desperate attempts yeah, to get attention, even if there, it's negative exactly. attention. But also like this, Rudy, like I, I vaguely was aware of this, like Rudy was drunk on this night. News item, I guess you'd put it in quotes. It's a news item, but like, <laughs> OK, I like you kind of assume that anyway. Like I saw like all these like, le like never Trump Republicans this? and like a lot of like resistance lives like, oh, the, the memes for drunk Rudy are going to be flow. I was like, what? Well, right, is as if that somehow makes it worse that like, like it, 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 it's as if it makes it worse or new or like anything other than like, yeah, look at his melting hair. But that's like, what, what I mean when I was like, isn't he always kind of like there's always something a little off about Rudy Giuliani. You wouldn't I don't know what's going on in his home life, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was drinking 
But anyway. Yeah. It's a sensationalist point of this, like almost like a distraction where, of course, the details are shocking enough without a like new york post and he was drunk yeah right um, it's like um it's like that cawthorn stuff where it's like look at this picture of him on a cruise with a, a lady outfit on for a contest and it's like he's like said like nazi stuff before and it's like look like, rudy's awesome. drunk what who cares <laughs> silly talk about the thing he was doing (laughs) a few more details came out this morning they did um, another hearing this morning there were witnesses who highlighted trump's plan to have uh, mike pence throw out the electors of swing states and how uh, several advisors told lawyer john eastman that the plan was not feasible and would cause riots in the streets Um, and my favorite part of this story is that eastman apparently emailed giuliani after january 6th and said i've decided i should be on the pardon list Powerful. Uh, powerful, yeah. powerful word. Did he get on the list? <laughs> did yeah, did he did he make it? Presumably Trump still has a list somewhere. Yeah. As soon as he gets back in there. I think he's on it. I think um, Trump's got a lot of lists. I think like something big that's happened this week that I'm wondering how you both feel about this or how you all feel about this. There's been this like glorification of people like Mike yes. Pence and Liz Cheney who have really done the bare minimum in terms of like american democracy so the atlantic has Pence is like even lower than like the bottom of the barrel like yeah it's unbelievable like, the atlantic had an article called mike pence is an american hero it's insane yeah. <laughs> here's a quote from that here's another idea the committee might consider take a moment to praise mike pence congress can name a building in his honor the house and senate could propose <laughs> Nonpartisan reg- resolutions recognizing Pence for his service to democracy, and then Joe Biden could give Pence the Presidential Medal of Freedom, because while Pence may not be the hero you or I might have wanted, he was the hero America needed. It's mm. unbelievable. I mean, he didn't concede. He didn't do anything good. Like he didn't concede the the that they lost. He didn't. Okay, I'm just sorry. I it, I it's just so frustrating. It's been a year, you guys. You I like what Cody forget. said. There's no bar. Yeah. There's there's no the fact like, that we even that we sell. I mean, the fact that that article came like those words from a reputable organization should not exist. The Atlantic. It sounds more like an Onion article. It really does. It does, doesn't it? it? Makes my skin crawl. And this Robert Reich, Liz Cheney for president tweet article. Mm, article, yeah. I mean, I saw it in the tweet, but I'll read this. I hope she declares herself a candidate for president and runs in the Republican primary against Trump. GOP desperately needs her moral clarity and authority. She would give voice to Republicans who have been voiceless and allow the Republican Party to redeem itself, to reclaim the status it needs to ever again be a governing party. If she runs, many currently independent voters who outnumber registered Republicans could register as Republicans and vote for her, possibly delivering... Trump, a sharp repudiation of his own party and making it safe for other Republican lawmakers to declare the truth about the 2020. Thanks, Robert. I would posit that that's an embarrassing thing that he wrote and maybe shouldn't have. And maybe uh, it's just so silly. Like, what Republican Party do you want to redeem here? What's what's the redemption path? What what are you trying to get back to Uh, the days of her father? (laughs) It's so weird. And like, that's not going to do anything other than like make some never trump republicans feel good about themselves right like they'll get to vote for liz cheney in the primary and then trump will win and become the president again it's part of this like obsession with like we have to find the the good republican party the respectable republican party and bring them back and like a lot of centrists seem to have this like fantasy that it's there somewhere and that there will be a mass repudiation Every Part of this alternate reality that some people aren't listening to it. You're like, there's there's different worlds, and they're in one world, yeah. And then there's another world, and there's probably there's probably more. But you're just like, how do you, how can you live in that world, or how do I even touch it? Or they're so disconnected from the reality of what people are living through, and the dire, direly needed things that we have, all the important things, and what people want, and how people feel. And people are thrown and locked up for marijuana. And there's all these injustices everywhere. And these guys. What if we saved one of the two parties that did all those things? But it's like, and it's like, do you guys, what are you fighting for? You're not fighting for us. 
you're fighting so that you guys can have good dinner parties after work and yeah, like not yell civility, at each other on Twitter. The civility and like the quote unquote validity of these institutions, right? Yeah, they're all crumbling and, it, and trust in them not like, not high. But I don't know just, if Liz Cheney running as a Republican is going to do that. No, it's not. It's not going to do that. That isn't. The people that love Trump hate Liz Cheney, by the way. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, that's not that's just not going to happen. But also, like, what a waste of time. I don't know. What a waste of time. Then again, we're the people who did an episode called uh, Joe Biden run for president as a Republican. So, so <laughs> I, I maintain that was still a great idea and you should have done that. I do, too. Well, I like I've said this on here before, but like I've talked to this kind of old man, conservative guy recently. Mike and Pence? Mike Pence. No. The American hero? American hero, Mike Pence. Yeah. <laughs> the one and only. He was like, yeah, I'm a Republican, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm not anymore. I'm like, you're honestly probably a Democrat because the Democrats don't represent me. And I think that a lot of Republicans probably, like the ones, a lot of them maybe are, if they actually look at what the Democratic Party stands for and does. The, the committee hasn't brought this up, but there was a document revealed this week called 1776 Returns. <laughs> which was apparently distributed among some proud boys as a plan for how to occupy the Capitol building or how to occupy some buildings on January 6th and force a new election. <laughs> I love, sorry, it's just, just like, first title. of all, these absolute fucking dorks. Yeah, but also, like, dork. 70, like, 1776 returns, like, <laughs> ah, democracy in action. Like, no, man, you're like 20 people who were trying to, like, overthrow, like, an election where the majority voted against you. That's not. That's not the thing. That's not the freedom thing you're talking about. It's such a silly, like... I just imagine them in their mom's like, basement. Invoking, like, like, ah, America, democracy. We're gonna overturn the election. It's just so funny. The irony is, I think these people watched Hamilton and got really, <laughs> like, excited, motivated, and inspired. Like, no. And they just... They're, like, listening to it over and over. Yeah, and Manuel. they just were like, we're gonna them. recreate a scene from Hamilton. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for They're sure. They're like, we'll be the new founding fathers. This is going to yeah. be us. We're going to wrap it's our way easy. to the White House. <laughs> There's Although, so much uh, dumb Proud stuff. Boy, the term was is from a... Um, Aladdin, it's, right? It's from Aladdin. The music, not the... Or was it Al Peter Pan, I think. It's either Aladdin or, or Peter Pan, the cartoon musical. A song was cut from it called Proud of Your Boy. And it's from It's that. Aladdin. It's Aladdin? Okay, it's thank Aladdin. you. Yeah, there's a song called Proud of Your Boy that's from Aladdin that was pretty dorky, guys. And uh, that's what it's named after. It is. I, I want to hear about 1776 Returns. So there's a bunch of silly stuff in this document. Well, first no, of all... Oh, hey, no. Get out. The, like, the last page says <laughs> that all this stuff is necessary because, quote, the evidence of election fraud is overwhelming, end quote. <laughs> that's it. There's no other mention of, like, there's what no evidence. that would be. This is where you support your thesis, guys. <laughs> it uh it lists a bunch of buildings in dc that they wanted to target and occupy and the last one on the list says cnn at least egg doorway i love that so much i laughed when i read that cnn at least egg doorway it's just weird oh. going through like a document cloud thing with like all this like oh this got maps and it's got like places on the washington dc map circled and all this stuff and then at the end it says cnn at least egg doorway at least egg doorway they have both fantastical goals and very realistic ones it's one of those things where because the ideology behind this and like a lot of the stuff driving this movement like it's violent and there's they're like there are communities that they want to not exist anymore they are like their end goal is violence in a lot of ways not just them but like you know patriot front like all these uh, little bashy weirdo groups and at the same time they're clowns it's like this it's hard to hold them in your he head at the same time sometimes because like well this is like dangerous stuff going on and like they really want like terrible things and but also like they're they're clowns but they're clowns but they're but it, yeah but clowns are still dangerous yeah exactly people are afraid of clowns for a reason yeah the early like early fascist groups and like nazis and stuff they're clowns yes but guess what Seeing stuff like CNN, at least at doorways, it's like, oh, it reminds me of that, like, weird uh, contradiction going on with them. It's got, like, part one, infiltrate, part two, execution, all this <laughs> stuff. Then part five is sit in and says, we have the ability to go into office, target specific senator's office. Then 
underneath that, and that's like kind of the end of it is what's the ending point for this? Does everyone just leave at a certain time? Who does Gov <laughs> respond to? So it's really like a work. It's a working document here. It's, it's a not a forum question mark, post. Question mark. It's like and it's like fill in later. That's so funny. It does like it does read like a 4chan post or something, and then people are like, "Oh yeah," like answering questions and quoting it, and trying to like edit it in real time. It's a Google Doc. Things are highlighted. There's yeah, like yeah, comments yeah. on the side. Yeah, that no, yeah notes in the margin. Yet. Exactly. Couple plus ones. And, like too many things are bolded, so like all the yeah. all these words are in the the outline that you need to. Yeah. I want to read this final funny message. At the end of the demands list, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Mike Pence, and Bill Gates. We the people are watching you. Rand Paul and Ron DeSantis, we the people love you. What? Beardos. On top of the absurdity, which is obviously absurd, this idea of it as a working document is the only thing that makes me nervous because I was mm -hmm. listening to something and I can't tell you who said this, but uh, it was like on the media and the person said this was practice. Yeah. Yeah. This is a trial oh, run. Yeah. Yeah. For and because sure. it's a trial run, it doesn't mean it's the end. And what they're doing, I mean, Proud Boys specifically are changing, like people are running for office. Mm -hmm. There's been articles and stuff written about this, but like it's like a, a changing of tactics. Like, it's not far off from, you know, what the yeah. KKK and Nazis did. Like yeah. hide your robe in your closet and uh, go put a suit on. Well, and name and name your positions like Grand Wizard and Dragon Master, and people think you're silly and not. Uh, yeah, dangerous. They do like like I'm highlighting this document because it's the silly version of this, but the scare, the much scarier version is like people getting elected yes. in Republican primaries who could be the secretaries of state of Crazy. like swing states soon. It's within control. It's, like, it's probably going to happen. They're gonna do this silly thing. The like legal and awful way and yeah get like a like local stuff like positions where you don't even yes, think like yes. have some sort of like say or like exactly ability to play the long game yeah and i've i said this right after the inauguration on one of these shows but i think about it a the lot fraud in, in fraudulation i feel tense like they're not gone mike tense i'm feeling quite yeah, quite tense. Mike, there's something. I, thanks, Cody. <laughs> American, American hero, hero Mike, Tense. Mike Tense. Yeah, there it was. It's like, I know that it's not done. I know that this was practice. I know that there's organizing happening. I know that there's things happening that we're not aware of. And the farther away from it we get, the more your guard goes down, the more people go back to, day to daily life or what have you, and they forget. And then it starts, this, this sneaky shit happens, and then somebody wins an election. Then they're there. Then next time, I mean, they're organized. They're organizing. We love the post office. We're deeply attracted to the post office. But sometimes you just don't have time to go to one. You got to get in that silly car of yours, drive there, wait in line, get stamps, and then throw your mail in the front yard and let nature do the rest. It's especially tough if you got one of those small businesses. But luckily, there's stamps.com. They give you access to all that the post office and UPS have to offer from the comfort of your home. All you need is a computer and printer and you can do all of your mail prep in your home before tossing it into your yard or wooded area. Plus, they offer discounts like up to 20% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS. We all know that the forest gods that absorb your mail and then eject it at the proper location are only satisfied when that mail contains tiny stickers. Otherwise, you are cursed for life. It's hard not to get cursed if you run a small business or heck, a large business and need to send a lot of mail. Stamps.com works with all the major online retailers like Shopify or Etsy or eBay so that you can send any letter, any package, anywhere you want. Just slap on that stamp and toss it in your yard or a nearby brook. I hear old wishing wells also work just as well. And right now, you can sign up with promo code MORENEWS for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code MORENEWS. Please the forest gods with stamps.com.
Oh, forest gods, you are the only gods. Stamps.com. That's fun. I guess that leads us maybe Patriot Front and Pride. Hmm. <laughs> Sure. It. I mean, that's that's related. If we're already in that kind of an area, like yeah, we're that already feels... in Proud Boys world. So tell us about that, please. Well, as you all know, the GOP has gone all in on this anti-LGBTQ movement culture war. That's what they're doing right now. They're not alone in this, but the libs of TikTok account has been really prominent in highlighting drag queen events. Uh, including kids as somehow unwholesome, and then these events have been getting harassed or threatened. Uh, earlier this week, Marjorie Taylor Greene said, I'm introducing a bill to make it illegal for children to be exposed to drag queen performances. Wow. People are going to get hurt from yep. this. Yes. Yeah. So what happened this last wow. weekend is 31 members of the group Patriot Front were arrested in Idaho uh, while on their way in the back of a U-Haul to a local Pride event. They had gear, they had riot gear, they had a smoke grenade with them. They were booked on misdemeanor charges of conspiracy to riot. There was an event, a children's story time at a library in San Lorenzo, California. And they showed up there, yeah. Proud Boys burst into the event and were shouting slurs and accused Bay Area drag queen Panda Dulce of being a rapist. Nobody was arrested there, they just yeah. ran in and threatened her and scared everyone. I don't even have the right word to describe what's happening it's alarming it's uh, dangerous it's alarming and the lack of denunciation more of an embracing of this from the gop conservative side at large oh they're like they're thrilled about it this is i mean, I mean they, news, they, had to, but like... they had to pretend to be cool with gay people for the past 10 years and they haven't yeah. enjoyed yeah. having to do that and now they don't have to anymore, right? They don't have to even be the ones saying it so much because other people are. All they have to, and you know, change yeah. the tide and they like these allow guys... it and like give mm -hmm. air to the conversation and like, oh, they're just asking these questions and stuff like that. And they just sort of give it room to breathe, but it's a fire. So you don't want to give it room to breathe because then it'll spread. Like, yeah. Fireworks. I like that you included Jonathan. You. Joe Biden signed this executive order on Wednesday to direct federal health and education agencies to expand access to gender affirming care and advance LGBTQ inclusive learning environments in American schools. Um, and it also asks that federal agencies guarantee that federal funds don't go towards conversion therapy. But I'm fucking shocked that conversion therapy still even that's a is thing a conversation. Still. It's a still yeah. a thing that this is a conversation we have. It's. 2022 and you're telling me you're going to tell them what mm -hmm. what the fuck and this executive order is one thing but i think democrats in general have to be a lot louder about this because they are not countering what's happening on the right nearly as no. loud as they need to because this has escalated very quickly recently and so you know an executive order is good to say like, hey, maybe yeah, audit, like, maybe audit actually... uh, the agencies and make sure you're not funding conversion therapy yeah. but like that's in culture and in the media, that's very soft. That wasn't a top news story yesterday. But in right wing land, this these like a drag queen show is a top news story. I think it's true that the right versus the left volume knob, like mm -hmm. they're not afraid of volume. Like in any mm -hmm. press is good press. And they have used this to their advantage. And like you said, Democrats need to find a way to be louder, but I don't know that they want to be louder. No. Yeah. Because, well, I think maybe, yeah, I don't know that they want to be louder. I think that it's... Well, they, they think that, I mean, you know, a lot of people in the Democratic Party were against gay mm -hmm. marriage and things before it happened. Uh, it was not, it's not like not everybody in the Democratic Party is like going to be as vocal against this kind of stuff because they just don't feel that passionate about it. Um, and they know that yeah. like, well, politically we're the party. We've got to do this and this and this. And there's that disconnect that we already talked about, uh, you know, of being so separate from the reality of what people's lives are when the, these things happen, that it's yeah. very easy for them to be like, well, that's not a political win right now or some cynical outlook. Yeah. You'll see a lot of like, um, like popularists or like you know a lot of like centrist like old like lib bloggers and stuff talk about how like you know 
maybe Dems, in order to win, they need to like give way on cultural war issues and things like that. And what they're really saying is stuff like this. They need to like let right. this happen or like not fight back on this kind of stuff because real people care about the deficit or whatever the fuck they're trying to sell. So there's a lot of just going into it, just like they don't care or they think it's like politically like dangerous for them to to address it. Um, so they're they're consciously yeah. quiet about it. I agree with you. I also think it's very scary. Let's see if I can unpack this concisely. Libs of TikTok, Patriot Front, all of these these things that are gaining popularity are very, very terrifying to me and how they are, you know, affecting public policy. We see that in mm -hmm. Florida, Ron DeSantis, don't say gay bill, directly linked to libs of TikTok and this influence and, and all these people. I think about oh, like, yeah, admittedly so. once like... Donald Trump starts running or Ron DeSantis, whomever, like, because who was it that just made that point? I can't remember about, you know, it wasn't popular that, you know, gay rights, it wasn't a popular thing to be against for a little while. The last time Donald Trump ran, you know, he couldn't, I mean, not that he was good for gay people, but it's going to be so much worse now that the winds have changed in such a way. And you bring that hateful populist energy to your TV screen and what he, the yeah, hot, more people the feel like they have permission issues that he is going to talk about. It's going to be disgusting and it will amplify all of this because it goes hand in hand with what's going on at the Supreme Court and what we see, the writing that we see on the wall. Yeah, anyway. his, whole, his whole, I mean, his whole deal, a lot of, well, a lot of his whole deal, part of it is that he's a clownish, buffoony kind of man. Um, but a lot of his deal was, right, that like, oh, he's saying, he's saying the quiet part loud now. He's saying a lot, he's saying what the real folks think. He's saying all these things. And now everyone's kind of saying them. Yeah. So yeah. like, what's he going to do with that? Right. Yeah. What's how exactly. much is he going to like, you know, you have, I mean, the bench appears of the world again for like eight or so years, they had to be like, actually, I think that the government shouldn't be involved in marriage at all. So I think gay marriage is acceptable. Like, great. It's acceptable to you, but it wasn't. And now you're like, you know, getting mad that there's a fucking lesbian couple who have like share like a little peck during a fucking light year movie. And that's, they're up in arms about it because they have to explain to their kids that these two women are allowed to like love each other. And they're complaining about this stuff. Now they wouldn't have five years ago because then they would have right. rightfully been like, been told like you're being a bigot right now, actually it's fine. Calm down. But now they feel like they can say it with no right. repercussions and they can, and they do. And so then, you know, some, someone like Trump who's just like, I'll say whatever as long as I know that it'll get me where I want to go. Exactly. Where's he going to take that ball? I guess is the question. Yep. It's just it's dangerous. Not looking I don't know. forward to uh, it. And you see, like I don't know. Uh, for years, people pointed out like the sort of like with all the fashy like stuff bubbling up is very like similar to like, um, in some ways like Weimar Germany, like pre the pre Nazi era. And now you have people on like literally Tucker Carlson, a professional liar. Started a segment recently, like just another. It was I think it was about drag queens. It was like, just another day in Weimar Germany, and when he says it, when like people on the you see people on the right say it, when they say it, what they're saying is, I can't wait for the crackdown on this stuff. Right. It's mm -hmm. getting out of hand, and it and they're the crackdown was justified. They're saying yep. it was justified. Yep. And and all these things we're seeing today are going to justify it again, and that's what they're talking about. It's not like a fear of like Nazis. It's like kind of like, right. ooh, we get to finally take him to town. Like, it's just very unsettling. I agree with you completely, man. I want to lighten this up for the end. <laughs> Good. And just full disclosure, we have so many topics that we prepped news stories to go through. And then within the last hour of this recording, like four Elon Musk <sighs> news stories broke. And it's like, can we just... Go through one day not talking about Elon Musk. No. And we've no. said this many times on this show. It feels Trumpy. Anyway, here we are. Here's the Musk Minute. And Jonathan's going to oh, tell God. you what happened today with Musk. Oh, my God. What didn't happen today? Uh, a group of SpaceX employees have sent an open letter to the company's executives asking for condemnation of some of Musk's crass tweets and clarification on the company's no assholes and zero tolerance policies when it comes to sexual harassment. <laughs> what a policy. That's so fucking funny. What else? It's I just can't. Oh. Reminder that he no was assholes. just very publicly accused 
of offering a horse to a woman for sex and free giving her, offering her a horse. He was going to expose, give her a expose horse himself. For yes. Then, yeah, expose himself, himself. Then offered a horse to keep her to quiet. Keep her quiet, but also to. Hey, what if a... I gave you a horse? Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Was he going to yep. pay for the horse's housing? It's hard to keep a horse. I mean, like, so many questions me to, to think about after the horse. horse. Yeah, that's like a burden. Yeah. You're right. You want like, to financial trap. Who's like, going to care for the horse? She's a flight attendant. He's not a guy who thinks about what it's going to take to purchase something before making the no, purchase. Not, That's what yeah. we know. No, about he's him. too busy yeah. being hard at work. He claims he's long term in terms of like, we got to get humanity to Mars, but he actually does not think long term, uh, as evidenced no. by this horse scenario. Clearly. And also, by the Twitter scenario, yeah. by all the scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it reminds me of that uh, that Kanye tweet when you're on an airplane and someone uh, goes to the bathroom and leaves their water bottle and you're like, wow, now I'm in charge of this water bottle. <laughs> Paraphrasing. One of his best. Uh, that's one very funny best. that uh, good one. SpaceX employees are like, I thought we said no assholes. And yeah, okay, here we go. Give us another Musk minute news. Sure. Uh, Musk uh, also today held a virtual Q&A session with Twitter employees. It apparently didn't go so great he was late and he phoned in right on his yeah, little he phone he was on like a handheld you know he was on his phone well he's a busy man he's got to get back to elden ring yeah yeah so, <laughs> twitter employees on an inter uh, internal slack channel afterwards said they still feared layoffs and poor content moderation in the future should he take over elon reportedly great. took a few minutes out of the q a to muse on aliens and human consciousness cool he Perfect. is a, a freshman in a dorm room god like, it's a, <laughs> yeah he's like he's reddit personified i want all my workers to stop working so that i can sit here and talk about aliens and consciousness that feels right cool. for him yeah. that feels yeah. appropriate Some brand. okay least surprising thing about this got more got even more uh oh. a, a dogecoin investor is suing him uh, and Tesla and SpaceX for racketeering, alleging that he artificially in inflated the price of Dogecoin to profit off of it as a pyramid scheme. Which he, he absolutely did. I mean, that's did. most Bitcoin, and that's yeah. like the How pivot, much right? is he doing it for? It's a <laughs> lot of money. $258 billion. That's what? wild. He's suing that's him like... for the entire value of what Dogecoin, Dogecoin like the, the decline in Dogecoin's market value. 86 billion dollars and then once that tripled and then i guess added some more because it's 286 well, billion. i wonder if probably he not win. gonna go anywhere or, sorry gonna, 258 so 86 gonna times gonna posit that uh, maybe i would dream that it would if he this person is a good person and with that money he would do he won't win that money but he'll he'll get a little something. something he's gonna get a, a horse at, at least, at least yeah, a horse that's what i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> oh that's fun chris cool. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I know you've had a long day. Um, uh, share your stuff. Plug yourself. Share my stuff. Pre-order the book. That's really yes. it. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, look at my name, but really just pre-order the book. Uh, Pre-orders mean everything for a book. We're aiming for 5,000 before October. Pre-orders is how you get on list. And this book is important and it is needed. Yeah. It is the true American hero. That American needs. Not my guess. <laughs> it's brown enough. Mm -hmm. That's a big endorsement. So yeah, pre-order. Do that. Amazon. Follow follow him on the socials. We'll link you. Guys, thank you so much. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, remember, we love you very much. Oh much. <laughs>